TikTok. All right. And a three, a two, a one. We're back. Let's light up a fire. All right. We're back in action. We're back in studio. Episode 16 of Canadian Talk. It's getting colder and colder. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode 16 of Canadian Talk. I am mesmerized by this fire, as usual. Oh, yeah, let's start the show with a beer chug. So, episode 16, um, I don't have much to say, <laughs> getting all talked out, I mean, I got some things to philosophize about, what are we here, we're on, we're on a Wednesday, October 7th, well on our way to Halloween, well on our way to an election, one of the craziest elections that's probably ever happened, but I'm sure that I just, I just feel that because um, I forgot what I was saying. I looked at something, and I forgot what I was saying. Sorry. Oh, my God. This is a horrible podcast. This is just watch a guy absolutely say nothing. I was saying Halloween's approaching. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that debate, and we got we got president. We got a new president coming. We'll see. This fire is nice. So, um. Wednesday, October the 7th. And uh, what have I been doing lately? You know, I've been... Oh, been working on my projects. Carpentry in nature. Mostly carpentry, building structures. Been having lots of arguments with people about Trump. It's it's annoying. Let me just put it this way. I want to talk about this a little bit. Because as much as I've constantly said over and over again that I'm not a Trump supporter, I just like I'm not a Trump lover like like some people are, where they just think he can do no wrong. I don't think he can do no wrong. But I am getting annoyed by even like even like somebody like my 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 girlfriend 
or just friends. I, I'm not, you know, mostly it's joking, busting balls. You know, we can't take it too seriously. Um, I do not want to be labeled as a Trump supporter, but that, that seems, I think that's why everybody goes so hard the other way is because this happens. Even if you like uh, mention it even a little bit, you are, people think that they can label what you are. I really don't like that based on what you talk about. People think they can say, oh, you know, based on these opinions that you have, unfortunately for you, you're this or you're that or whatever. And um, I really don't think that that's the way it should be. I think people can hold their own opinions and then they can label themselves. Because, like, let's say, like, just because you're anti-abortion doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a left a left wing person like you just might have a different view on fucking on babies lives than a fully grown human life like big deal that doesn't make you a lefty or a righty um yeah you know i really this podcast we're on episode 16 that means we've been going and i've skipped a couple weeks so we've been going for about 18 weeks this this show uh you know 3 4 months and um, it's been, I don't even really like t- talking about politics that much. I'm a math guy. I'm a sports guy. But um, politics has just kind of taken over the whole world. So I'm just kind of going with the flow on that. And it does give me some fun shit to talk about. But yeah, I um, I love doing this. I love doing podcasts. I uh, I love talking to, to nobody. It's uh, It's really fun. It's like it's kind of like thinking out loud in a way, except what you think about could get you in trouble if the wrong person saw it. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, I think that if you're strong enough, I think you should be open to public criticism. I think celebrities are our, our strongest people. A lot of times they call themselves jokingly, oh, we're the most vulnerable people and stuff. But sometimes I think they're not. They're the ones who are able to take, to to put their opinions out there, you know, and to take whatever may whatever may come which i really respect to be earnest with here i really respect it because it's not as easy as you might think to take criticism there's lots of people out there who cannot hang with it at all i uh I've talked about depression a lot and how I think it can be helped and stuff. There's just some people that aren't as as resilient to criticism as others. I just saved a bug from the fire. What a saint I am. There was a spider in the fire and he was looking like he was starting to get a little bit hot. So I flicked him out of there. You just saw it live, folks. Saved a life. I sometimes feel like... I wonder if I will eventually be a super talkative person, but a lot of times I feel like people do this or do comedy because they're talkative, whereas I'm the opposite. I'm doing comedy because it's hard for me, and it's because I'm not talkative. I'm trying to improve. So it's kind of a little bit different from... From most, 
I feel. But yeah, everything's working out. All the gear is finally all all working. Audio's good and clear. F fucking cameras are good. Transferring everything. I know nobody really wants to hear about this, but you know, when you transfer, like th this video audio stuff is very complicated. Like the stuff comes up in the same way. I talk about fixing cars and stuff and how it can be difficult, more difficult than people think. Um, the same goes for, for this kind of stuff. Like, so to give an example of what I mean is like, so when I started doing this, I thought I was just going to be like a camera. You fucking set it up and, and that's good. But cameras need mics and then mics need computers and, and on and on and on. Um, so when I started this, I, yeah, so I, I have a camera system and, and to, so when you take, when you take the video off of my camera system, so my camera system has audio and video, and but the audio is there. Not it's not high quality. It's just there so that I can sync it with the mic audio that I that I take from the better quality mics, and and then it actually syncs the the mic audio to the video. And um, but when you take the video and audio off of the computer, the camera system thing server it. It, it gives you three options of what type of of file type you want to export. And one of the options was MP4, which is audio and video, okay? It's MP4. It's, that's, that's audio and video. And one of the options was a, uh, uh, not AVX. That's that, that's that movie theater thing. Um, um, what's that other type of file like most most movies are made in this type it might be avx a audio visual avg it starts with an a i think but and then there was a third one h264 which is that's that's so that one that's just video that's just video and it's in a different compressed format and i don't actually know what h264 stands for but i i know what it is and i know what it means now but these are shit that it's like, okay, so then, when, but when I take the files off the computer in MP4 format, the, the, the audio doesn't come with it for some reason. When I take them off in that other format, that AVX format or whatever, that, the other format, it better, it's going to fucking come to me what that format's called. It better come to me in the next hour. Um, when I take it off in the other format that like movies are typically made of, it does bring the audio and the video. So why, but why doesn't the audio come with the MP4? Because that should have audio. So for some reason, the system has classified H264 as, as video, pure. Or sorry, maybe audio? No, but video. Then the AVX thing is both, and then the MP4 only sends video. I don't know why it doesn't send audio. I, and it's not a glitch, it's, but MP4 should have audio and video, but it doesn't. So anyway, my point was that comparing this to car repairs is 
there's these little unseen things that come up even when you're doing something stupid and simple like taking files off a computer and just doing basic camera work and, and audio work. Stuff comes up because what I have to do is I have to take those files off the system in that in that that format that it has that actually brings the audio and video. And then, unfortunately, when I upload it into Adobe uh, Premiere, the, the software I use to edit the videos, it doesn't accept that format. So I have to then use, use uh, VLC Media Player and convert the files from fucking... Oh, AVI. I think it's just AVI. From AVI to, to fucking MP4. And it's like, what? Why can't I just take it off the system in MP4? So, that's equivalent. I, I seen it when I was doing this bullshit. I saw it as equivalent to breaking a fucking tool when I'm trying to change a fuel line. Or not a fuel line. Fuel lines are a headache, too. God sakes, you guys. If you're going to do fuel line work, fuel pumps, that can be tricky. Um, but, um, what did I mean to say? I meant to say, not the fuel line, but that tricky line that's up front there. Maybe a coolant hose. I think I'm talking about a coolant hose. But there's a lot of tricky little hoses up there. But there's one in particular in a Ford truck that's in a, in a hard spot. Oh, I think it's, a, oh yeah, it's a, it's a power steering line, folks. Sorry that took so long. A power steering fluid line. There's one of them that are in a standard, you know, uh, 95 to 2010 uh, Ford F-150. It's this the power steering line is in such a ridiculous spot. A regular tool doesn't fit there. You have to take the whole front front fucking radiator fan out. So anyway, the, what I do with my audio video, I it was very similar to that. <laughs> yeah, man, I've done. I, I'm not a mechanic, but I have done a lot of car repairs. You really should. It, it, it's a tragedy to, in today's day and age. I hope I've never talked about this before. I want to start from scratch because I don't think I have ever talked about this before. My cars and stuff. And then my philosophy on the, econo the economy of cars. Brand new cars are ridiculously overpriced. We all know that. They're a fucking box of metal. There's no reason that you should be paying 40 50 upwards of that thousands of dollars when that's so most poor people that's all the money they have and then they go and spend it on a car and then they're poor for another 10 years because they took them 10 years to save up that fucking ten thousand dollars or whatever they did for a down payment for that forty thousand dollar car so so we know that the new car market is an absolute scam so so annoying it oh man it's it is it, it what i do like about it is it's like a bear trap for people who are consumer addicts and like people who have problems anyway, you know, with, with managing their money in life. You know, you can't have problems and expect to fucking succeed. Buying a new car is a trap. <laughs> like, I'm spitting everywhere. Um, yeah, buying a new car is a trap and many people fall into it. So yeah, now anybody who's ever bought a new car, you are free to hate me now that I've called you stupid. <laughs> So, and then, um, yeah, and I wish more people were able to buy their cars on the private market like they should, okay? This is where my, my, my argument splits with the whole electric car thing, too. Because electric cars last for 10 fucking years. The motors don't last as long. They seize up. Anybody who has had a, an electric lawnmower knows that. 
the motor seize up very quickly. Not even talking about the batteries, which do not last more than 10 years, or they're at 50% capacity and they're completely fucked. So now what you're doing is you're paying what you'd normally pay for a new car, 80000 to 100000 whatever, 50000 for the cheaper Teslas, that those ones I'm sure will fall apart. Um, and they only last for 10 years, 15 years if you're lucky, and you have to change a whole $20,000 set of lithium batteries or whatever the fuck. With regular cars, they last for 50 to 70 years. Do people get that? That is four to five times as long. They can be bought and sold. They're boxes of metal. A car should be $5,000. All of my cars, I bought them for 1500 bucks. Then sometimes you fix them. You fix a fuel pump. You fix an alternator. You fucking change the oil. Sometimes all they need is an oil change and maybe a brake. They need some new brake fluid. Check the fluids. There's so many fluids. The way that the car engine works now is perfect. It pisses me off that we think we need something different. Because of pollution and all that bullshit? No. We're just changing the pollution from being out of the car's exhaust and responsibility of the person driving the car. And now we're putting the responsibility on the utilities companies. And now they're just going to have to produce more electricity at their plants, which I know that's complex too, okay? I'm a civil engineer. I don't want to get into this because it gets boring as fuck. And this isn't some technical podcast. It's comedy. I try to stick to comedy because I got out of this technical stuff because I'm deep into it, but I don't like it. So I understand that the, that the, that the, st the stations that produce the power, they create a fixed amount of power and it's a forced feed. So the power either gets used or wasted. So it's not at, like... So a lot of wastage that would have been wastage, it makes the electrical plants more efficient when more electricity is used because people are charging their cars. I get that because there's wastage anyway. I do get that, but also we're going to have to upgrade these stations. They're going to need to produce more electricity. So, holy crap, I wonder if the mic can hear that. The fire is just roaring. Can the mic hear that sound? I love that. I wonder what happened. The, the piece of wood just just split and started maybe had some old... some old sap in there so yeah we are we are cutting the life cycles of our cars in by by 75 percent people anybody who's pro tesla understand that you're stupid enough that you want to cut the life cycle of a car by 75 percent the lifespan sorry life cycle lifespan whatever my computer just told me it has a virus but i'm sure it doesn't and um so and that, so, people need to learn to buy cars on the private market so that they don't throw away their life savings on their first purchase. Or be paying mechanics $2,000 to replace an alternator or some shit. Learn to do your own stuff, people. Like, God almighty already. So yeah, the economy of cars is very important to basically entering the world as a non-poor person. It's like you deserve, if you make a stupid decision about your car, you're gonna be, you're gonna be poor and you deserve it. <laughs> Fuck. You can make a lot of money. There's people that make money on cars only. Why don't you think you can be them? Pay attention, get a good car off the private market, later on sell it for more money. I could go through my history of cars that I've owned. I've made money on most of the cars that I've owned. I've made money. There's no reason everybody can't do that. Ugh.
I'm liking this one, folks. This is a good one so far. Fucking been talking for 20 minutes already. It's felt like two minutes. This is great. Got a little bit of warmth in here. The fire's doing good. It's just before winter, but it's not so cold yet. I, I honestly... Winter doesn't come until mid-December. In terms of consistently cold and the snow staying. October, November is just kind of like... That's real deal fall shit. I don't care if they call it winter. That's fall. Snow comes and goes. You still get a lot of sun, a lot of warm days. There's t-shirt and shorts weather in October and November here in Saskatoon. So fuck you if you think that this is winter. But yeah, you can't throw away all your money on a car. What, what else I'm trying to do here, just to be a little more narcissistic, is I'm trying to work on my ability of to speak non-abrasively. I have a problem with that like my throughout my life and it's a good skill to have. It's political skill to be able to say things that are important to say and and edgy or or necessary that certain people maybe don't want to hear, groups don't want to hear and um it needs to be said and sometimes you, you it's it's good to develop the skill to be able to say it and not have everybody hate you. Cuz that was something I didn't understand when I was a teenager. But yeah, oh, and from before, let's just do a recall. Stop calling people Trump supporters, because it's it's negative. People don't like it. Me, I'm, I'm people, but uh, I've been called it by, you know, people that I know. <laughs> I know they're trying to get under my skin. That's the way political debate works. But I don't know how many times I have to say that I'm, I'm, I'm a center. I just look at the sides, and in my opinion, because I have, like, a work ethic and stuff, when I look at the sides... I see that the left is more the motherly side of the politics. It's there to look after people, look after the system. And the right is the father. Let's get shit done. And I know that that, you know, giving a gender analogy to politics already has, like, in 2020, creates problems. I understand that. Because people don't even like genders nowadays. They don't even like genders. So you can't even... But uh, I, I think that's a good analogy. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I wish politics could be more about less about labeling, because that's the thing is I'm not I'm not about labels either. But I do I am about labels when it comes to science like gender. But I'm not about labels when it comes to politics. Not really. I wish we were all more about 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 utopia, you know, and making it making everything. I'm not a utopianist or whatever, but like just we should be all striving to make things better. And then the, this labeling individual people who aren't politicians shouldn't be labeled. You shouldn't be left or right unless you are at the very least a political pundit. Like that's the type of person that puts their opinion out on the thing and they're not even a politician. Like a media personality, that's the lowest level of politician and they're a political pundit, you call it. You, If you're not one of those, you don't even take a side. You're sorry, you don't have that privilege. You're not important enough. You're going to just hurt your reputation and on and on. That's why whenever you see like low-class people classifying and boxing in people, labeling people, they're just stupid. So, you know. Anyway. <clears throat> um, yeah, cars and, and micro-economy. Um, I'm going to take a pee real quick.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Microeconomics. It's like, that's, it's almost like it's the most taken for granted thing. Macroeconomics, people get distracted by macroeconomics. They're like, oh, fucking Greenspan just did, just deregulated the Federal Reserve. And it's fucking up money. Don't fucking worry about that. You still have to get the money. The system isn't going to completely fall apart and change. They did that with, with shit with the, with, the, with the Federal Reserve so that they could keep everything going, which is what we want. We do want, we do want everything to keep going. We do not want the system to fall apart. So macroeconomics, forget about it. Yes, those guys deserve to be rich with money because they figure everything out with the money. But they also, they're just financiers. They may have a billion dollars or whatever, but they don't know how to have fun with it, people. Don't worry about it. Your life is just as happy as theirs. If you're going to use a proper metric, don't be mad at them. They're not. They're just as happy as you are. The money doesn't do anything for them because they don't know how to spend it. They don't have any skills. They don't have any character. Just jealousy. All the certain negative traits. They're negative for a reason. Fucking leave them alone. Like jealousy. So quit focusing on macroeconomics when you need to start with microeconomics. Get your car for cheap. Make sure it runs good. Fucking learn how to fix a car. If you don't know how to fix a car, YouTube exists. Get a common car so that your repairs will be on YouTube. Use the internet to your advantage. Use the in that's a good one. Is use the internet to your advantage like Car repairs are all on video. Oh man, it's hard. You know, one of the things, this is my my job. I know that it's funny though, is my job in this is that I, I have to pick what I talk about so that it's interesting. The funny thing is what I do is I even take that, my primary role, I take that for granted. Kind of like Joe Rogan does, but that's that's what I that's it's a power move or whatever. But I talk about what I want to talk about. I talk about what comes across my mind. But there is a million other things I could be talking about right now. That is for sure. It's hard to choose. It can be hard to choose what what to talk about because you want to talk about the things that everybody wants to hear, but you also don't want to be cliche. You don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. One thing I have to say is that these fucking wood-burning stoves, I can't believe that these have trailed off. It's one of those things like exercise or eating eating raw whole foods, like diet. Certain things that are just obvious, like having a whole foods diet and eating more vegetables than meat and like like basic shit, drinking lots of water. Um things that in nowadays a lot of times it's confusing for people or they don't know it like hey don't sit around all day exercise literally leads to objective happiness if you are if you move around for some reason you feel happiness your body digests better your food digests better and it makes your head happy that's an objective truth that a lot of people still don't understand and um, I was going to use that to make a point about the fire pits. More people, yeah, like 
these need to be i know that they're a danger that's the fucking problem with people right they don't like them for that reason uh, but i don't think they should be in basements i feel like these wood burning stoves should be up up on tops of houses because then if they ever catch fire it's not the end of the world you're not you're not on top of it it's a top of you and then you're you're more safe i guess and then have just have a fan system that pumps oh geez scratching my crotch on camera again and then just have a have a have a fan system that pushes the air the hot air down through the pipes and into the house instead of up. That's a good idea. But there's no reason that there's no reason that all of our fucking power for our electric cars if that's what happens isn't should be shouldn't be produced by nuclear power plants. Nuclear power plants that are running on borium, not uranium, and cooled with salt, not water. So there's no chances of nuclear spills, okay people? Go and watch the documentary Pandora's Promise. Learn about nuclear power. Stop being afraid of it because it has the word nuclear in it. We're going to start calling it atomic power then. Because I'm so... But then there's the atomic bomb, right? People get fucking afraid. Nuclear power is the way. I hope you all realize we all... Saskatchewan, Canada, be happy. We have one of the highest deposits of borium, just like Russia, in the world. Borium is the newest, best, most radioactive, safest chemical that we can use for nuclear power plants. It can be cooled with solids, salt. You run salt over it and it cools. Uranium needs water. That's why. That's what's changed about that in the spill territory. And the salt can be reused. So borium power plants require a lot. They, they produce a lot less waste. So I was saying, yeah, that's where our energy has to come from. And our houses, our individual houses, like we should each have, our, our roofs should be lined with solar panels in the way that they're in the areas where they get sun and that should be part of our electricity and our our houses should have wood stoves in them that that heat up our houses like that not only from natural gas there's so much wasted wood and like garbage you know garbage and wood can be burnt and if we put some filters on that shit that's the way that we we bring down landfill sizes we decrease we, we decrease cost of living for everyone is just through those two things fire pits in the homes and solar panels solar panels degrade too they're made of silicone which is a, a not really a recyclable material but there's lots of silicone in the world and yeah solar panels are a bit tricky I, i'm not a, i'm more of a wind guy than solar panels because I, 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 th I feel that when you think about the life cycle again of, of the wind, of a little wind turbine, a little thing versus a solar panel, solar panels don't last as long and they lose their efficiency. Whereas all you have to do with a, with a, a wind generator is, whether how small or big it is, is you just have to lube it up. It just needs to be, it'll just need to be lubed up every certain period of time and it's just going to keep spinning. So that's what's good about wind power. But wind power doesn't produce that much, and, and it's transient, meaning it comes and goes. So, oh, yeah, we're at 40 minutes. It's good. We're like other days. I would have, I would be just about near stopping. This, I'm so proud. I really started slow today, but I think that because I was relaxed, I um,
I'm arguing with a guy online right now. One of the things I've been getting into <laughs> is a joke thief. Like, there's a lot of people out there. I follow a bunch of joke shit, and uh, there's this page where I just found this guy who repurposed an old joke um, where he just changed words on it. Um, the, the old classic joke about where you have a, um, a gross person, like, oh, this old lady... This old lady, okay, guys, we need to deal with this. This old lady is, she's soliciting people for sex. And all she's offering is a fucking, she's giving out an iPhone 11 and trying to get dudes to come to her place and have sex with her. <laughs> and how about when I found out all it was was an iPhone 6 and it doesn't even work very well. That's the joke is that, oh, like you're complaining about the lady and then you like, then you, then very low key you slide in that you have a phone and she didn't even give you the right phone. That's what the joke in here says. It's essentially a sex worker, and then you make a, a sly joke where you used the sex worker, and then she didn't give you the right reward. And that's how you tell the audience with dramatic irony that you used the sex worker. It's an old-ass joke. People have used it with... Um, with uh, People have, have said that joke not with iPhones as gifts, but... Um, uh, with with other things, and they just changed the words, and they repurposed it, and they put it on the Two Bears One Cave group page, which I I then commented on, and somebody was like saying that that once you change the words, it's fine, it's because it's a new document. Yeah, fucking right. That's that's plagiarism. You can't just change the words. Of a, uh, jokes are archived based on their premise okay if you don't know what premise is you're not a writer and just fuck off anything you write is plagiarism you got to make sure that the premise of the, the premise of the joke is original or you're plagiarizing yep. i'm glad i talked that out i actually feel better about that that's part of the advantage of doing this right this is just self-therapy but uh, I feel better about that after I voice that and feel clearly that I'm right. That whole premise thing, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, dear. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so I was talking about cars and micro microeconomics and managing your money and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. So I drive throughout my life. I was lucky enough. So my mom, so I'm going to tell the story about my cars a little bit. I was... My mom bought me a Tempo when I was 16 and just got my license. It was a it was a, sh a Tempo, whatever makes a pawn, Chevy, something like that. It's a Tempo, just a shitty little car here that's common in Canada. It's common as a Cavalier, a Chevy Cavalier. I don't think Chevy makes the Tempo. Who makes the Tempo? Pontiac? Anyway, she got me that shit car. It was like 500, 300 bucks or something. It was in the backyard. And I essentially, like, well, she knew that I was looking at I wanted a BMW, as stupid as that sounds, as pretentious as that sounds. I wanted an old BMW, but my philosophy, I explained to her. I always, me and my mom, we have such a great relationship. Um, I, she always gave me the ability to just to talk with her, and if I had proper communication and I could state my case, then I had a reason. And I told her the reasons was that I, under, I, I, I saw it very early on that, that these BMWs, uh, old ones, there was tons of of pages where guys would help with repairs because there's a lot of aficionados and lovers of BMW they hold their value well on the private market and they're and they're easy to repair when you use the internet 
So I started getting old BMWs, actually. So she bought me this Tempo, and it was in the backyard. She sold it again because I didn't want it. We ended up going to the ghetto here in Saskatoon, Alphabet Soup, and getting me uh, this $500 BMW. They had it listed for $900. It was a, a 1986 BMW 320i in black. And uh, we got it for 500 bucks. And uh, I gave it a waxing. I drove it for a little while. It had ripped up seats, and I didn't like that. But... I, it was black, and it was a BMW, so I gave it a seriously nice waxing. And you, we all know, anybody who's waxed a car that's black knows. So I sold it. I turned around, and I sold it for 1200 bucks to a collector who was wanting to rebuild everything, the shit that I didn't want to do, an old guy. So I, I, I tripled my money on my first car. So now I have 1200 bucks because all I had to my name when I was 16, because I bought this car myself because my mom was only willing to get me the tempo. Um, so I bought that car, 500 bucks of my own money. And then I, I turned around and sold it. And then I, my mom actually found this one. It was a 1992 white 525i. Uh, and I bought that one. A guy, he was moving to BC. And so now I'm about 17 and uh, grade, grade 11, late grade 11, maybe summer of grade 11. And um, he was wanted to move to BC, so he was getting rid of his car. It had a used condom in the back, like used. It was it had stuff in it. It was disgusting. Needed cleaning, but like the car at face value was worth three thirty five hundred to four grand. It only had one hundred and twenty thousand kilometers on it. Um, the first black BMW I had, I can't remember. I think it had one ninety or something. I never buy a used car that has more than two hundred thousand k. And uh, so this second BMW nineteen ninety two five twenty five i beautiful. I ended up crashed, so I bought that one for 1700 bucks. So my mom gave me f some money because I only had 1200 from the previous car. She, she topped me up a little bit, so I got $1,700 car. I ended up crashing that car, and here is why you buy BMWs, and this is why you look on the private market and you get yourself a good deal. I paid 1700 bucks for the car. It drove. I did not put any money into it. Maybe a new battery, maybe a new tire. I put like 200 bucks into it. When I, I crashed it, and I was fine. It was able to drive home. And uh, I got $4,500 from the insurance company for an appraisal. I'm not kidding. I tripled my money on that car. And then after that, I had 4500 bucks. And, you know, I've owned like 10, 15 BMWs, so I don't want to go through it too much. But then I had a 1997 540i in Burgundy with tan interior. And once I started getting into the 97s, my 92 had heated seats, it had heated steering wheel, but I really started getting some features when, once I got into that 97 540i. That was in a beautiful car. I got it from Regina, and I paid 6600 bucks for that car. So again, my mom topped me up. Uh, I had 4600 bucks or something like that. And she knew, at this point, she trusted me with the plan that I was doing with my cars. Because I had been driving that white BMW for two years. I think I was 18 or 19 at that point. And uh, and then the 540, I drove it for a little while, and I so I bought it for 66. I sold it for 56, I think. And uh, that was that. And at that point, I was 20. I was out of high school. I started making a little bit of money. I got a job as a as a courier, and I was planning to go to engineering school for university in that summer. And then I so I actually had gotten a job as a courier, and I was driving a truck, a half ton truck, and I was making deliveries. And uh, so I earned some money. A few thousand dollars I got 10 grand so from that 5600 I made 4,000 so that's basically two paychecks only and um, I bought a, an, a BMW M5 2000 year 2000 
So a Millennium M5, baby, in black on black for 10 grand. And I owned that thing until I was 21, 22, 21, and uh, never had a single problem. I bought it with 160,000 kilometers. I sold it with 190 for $13,500. Nowadays, those cars are going for 19. You can't even find them for that. So again, I bought a smart car on the private market, a car that was trending, a car that was solid and rare. And then I made money off it again. And I, when I sold that M5, I wouldn't have sold it, except I sold it to buy my first house. That's how important managing your microeconomics is. It can literally mean the difference between being in the renter class and being in the owning class of home at the beginning. So, yeah, people, you know. I also was a hermit, right? I didn't waste any of my money. Like, I kept on, you know how I would say, oh, I got 4000 of my car, then I spent 4000 on the next car. That's because I didn't waste money. So there's that aspect of it too, discipline. And I also played poker. So I made a lot of money on the side to just pay for little food here and there so I didn't waste any of my fun money so I could keep upgrading but all of that plays a role you have to manage your money you have to make sure it's trending up or you're just you're trending down and as simple as that and you don't want to trend down do you so yeah economics fucking presidents joke thieves yeah all that kind of shit yeah it's so it's uh it's pretty early in the morning again on a Wednesday I usually record these the morning I release them. Uh, I should probably start doing it the day before because it takes forever to upload these things and I always end up uploading it late in the day. I'd like to have them uploaded first thing so that I can get more religious with that. But Yeah, okay, so we're, 40, we're 45 minutes in, nearly an hour. Thanks, everybody, for listening so much. I haven't uh, mentioned any sponsors yet. Let me see if I can go through that. I'm um, A few things I'm working on. I have Jackson Design Drawings. They, uh, I, make, I make design drawings for people who are trying to get permits for garages and residential construction, things like that. Jackson Design Drawings, that's my company. Um, there is our website, stephanjackson.ca, where you can find all the podcasts and t-shirts and stuff that you want to get on there uh, to represent the show, if you like the show. And um, there is also uh, my parents' dresser company, and they, they make furniture and tables and stuff, and they do it on Kijiji. And uh, so, yeah, if you want a good real wood table for a reasonable little little couple bucks, go talk to them. It's just a small-scale little thing that they do for fun. Um, and what else do we got? We got Strengthwear. They make T-shirts in the area here. Very cool name. Very It's global. I've said that before. Very cool label that my friend thought of. He's not really my friend, but I admire his... You know, his he inspires me because he's out there making T-shirts and not working. He works in construction like I did, but he uh, is trying to make a real different type of an income, which passive income, which is admirable. What else is there? There is um, Mike Drop. That's a buddy that I have. I used to work with as well. He's like a he's freaking out and wanting the government to because uh, he's in the entertainment business. He's a DJ, and um, the government. Oh, I got my shirt on inside out. Ugh, shirt on's inside out. It's normally a Joe Rogan shirt. Oh, showing my... Just realized I showed some skin. Um, yeah, he's he's just losing money left, right, and center because of this whole COVID shit. I'm, I'm absolutely fed up with it. And uh, so, yeah, Mike Drop Productions. Call him up if you need a high school dance. Um, 
I know I'm forgetting something. Yeah, this the new thing that I'm going to start doing. Oh, yeah, is my siding. I'm going to start, so I want to start selling my siding. Uh, there's a siding that I make from reclaimed wood. It's it's hardwood. It's 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 water resistant it, for the most part. Um, and uh, I sell it in bundles. And it's wood, it's wood cladding. So I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet or anything, but anybody who ever is making a small structure, if you need exterior siding, you can give, you can contact us on the email here that we have for our website. And so we, so this podcast makes siding. We make wood, we make wood shake siding and t-shirts. Oh, and comedy videos, which, sorry people, I know it's been the last four weeks now I've been saying I'm going to release my first comedy skit where I do some funny shit that isn't just me talking, some physical comedy, and it is coming, it's coming, but I just got to work up the courage and, and I got to plan out my skits, because it does take some time, you got to plan out your skits and you got to fucking, you also have to find somebody to camera you, because you, you can't, you can use a stationary camera, but it's best to not do that. been getting back to my working out feeling great yeah life's good for the kid um hope y'all are doing good out there thanks for listening uh i'm not necessarily going to stop right now i got to take a piss again though um (laughs) uh i really appreciate anybody out there who listens i noticed that my last episode you know it got like a hundred views uh on youtube and it got like a thousand views on the website which is amazing i can't believe i'm reaching you know one percent of this city and uh, that that's truly amazing for me. Um, I know one okay one percent of the city is three thousand people. I get it. We have three hundred thousand people now, not one hundred thousand. I'm being optimistic. Thousand people, one percent done. Shut up. So yeah, okay. I think that's it for episode sixteen. Uh, wasn't many laughs today. Just a whole lot of factual talk about money. I just want everybody out there to be happy. I want everybody to be able to to realize that you can make it in this system. The system that we have put set up already. We don't need any left-leaning governments right now just because the system is good as it is. We kind of need to deregulate in a way. It's kind of my opinion. I think that's why people think I'm right-leaning. But the regulation is just getting in people's ways, people's ways who have ambition. We need to regulate the shit out of corporations, okay? When people get into groups and they... Oh, oh, there's might be that might be the first fart cam. Um, when people... When people get into large groups like corporations, it's a bit of a dis- it's a, it's a huge advantage, and them they need to be regulated and making sure that they're not cheating in certain ways. But when it comes to individual and smaller businesses, give them breaks whenever you can, and especially like personal personal income, we should be we should hardly be taxing personal income. People who are just employed shouldn't even fucking be paying taxes. There should be no tax bracket up to one hundred and fifty thousand a year. If you don't make 150000 a year, you should not be paying taxes. Because guess what? You, you basically pay nothing anyway. You're are the, the, you pay nothing. You are the smallest part of the tax system. So that's, well, that's why nobody cares about, about the middle class as well anyway. So anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in to episode 16. I'm so pumped. I might fucking just re-record. I might just go right on to episode 17 here and just get it ready early. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Canadian Talk out. Thanks for listening, and 
any questions or concerns for the show, as well as voice recordings and voice messages that you'd like us to listen to, or advertisement inquiries, please forward those along to CanadianTalkWithStefan at gmail.com. Thanks. also have a website, stephanjackson.ca, where you can find a back catalog of all our episodes, and we're also on YouTube, where you can find the video versions. <laughs>